Blog Talk Radio.
with Rose and Winterbrook, but Winterbrook is over in the UK uh, still this week, and she will be back with us next week, next Thursday. And um, in the interim, it's just me. <laughs> so here on the Wisdom of Spirit, we are here every Thursday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and um, both Winterbrook and myself, we are both psychic mediums, and we offer a myriad of spiritual and metaphysical insights to help and guide you in your day-to-day living. Topics here include, and they may not be limited to, spirit messages and guidance, psychic and mediumship chats, alternative medical healing modalities, monthly meditations, our monthly meditation is the first Thursday of every month, uh, chakras, gemstones, tarot, crystals, runes, uh, all forms of divination, astrology, animal communication, and more. If you want any information, additional information about me, go to my website, please. It's www.readingswithrose.com. If you want to know more about Winterbrook, visit www.winterbrookmedium.com. I'm sorry to announce, folks, that because of the precariousness of it's either Blog Talk Radio or my computer, the chat room will not be open this evening. However, if you do have any, um, if you'd like to call in, if you have any questions or what have you, feel free to call in to our um Let's see. Uh, Sorry, distraction. Um, Feel free to call us at 347-677-0699. And if you'd like to speak with us or if you would like to ask a question, get a mini reading, or anything of that nature, all you got to do is press the number one on your phone, so that will alert me that you'd like to go on air and ask a question or get a mini-reading, whatever. So when you dial in, please make sure you press that number one. Um, all right, let's see. Sorry for the, the craziness, but uh, anyway. This evening, my guest is Lisa Marini-Wolfson, Lisa will be discussing essential oils and uses. Essential oil therapy is the actual use of essential oils to help heal our minds and bodies. In the U.S., we have been behind the curve in understanding the value of natural alternatives. I'll say we've been behind the curve. Um, So I have to find my studio tab. There we go. Um, let's bring Lisa on. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Rose. How are you? Doing good tonight? A little technical difficulties. I'm doing good. If I didn't have technical difficulties, I'd be 100% perfect. (laughs) (laughs) We get those every once in a while. Yeah, we're here now. um, I'm sorry, what happened? I said, we're here now. That's all that matters. Yeah. 14 minutes, that's not bad. It could have been worse. I mean, there have been occasions where I had to actually 
reschedule a guest because I just could not get on air, could not get to the studio, could not get on air. Things happen. Yeah. So, Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the actual essential oils and et cetera. Okay. Um, I am a Reiki master teacher, a certified Reiki master. I'm an end-of-life doula. And as of an experience last month, I'm also a birthing doula. Um, I am a crystal healer, certified crystal healer. And I also work with essential oils in my private practice and in my everyday life. So I'm here to share some of that tonight and some of the ways in which we can use it in our healing practices, everyday life, and so on. Is there anything I missed in that, Rose? that you wanted me to mention? Let me see, because you're such a jack-of-all-trades type of person. So we got into Reiki, we got into Certified Crystal Healer, we got into the Birthing Doula and the End of Life Doula. I'm rummaging through my brain. Is there anything else you do? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a, a, a wild week, a wild week as well. Last night I took crystal divination tools. Tonight we're doing essential oils, and tomorrow I'm on my way to Philadelphia to teach medical Reiki over the weekend. So it's all different things that I'm doing. Wow. And, and they all come together. They all come together under holistic healing and just ways to keep ourselves healthy and continue to better ourselves and share our gifts. So all these things, while they seem all different, they all wind up coming together, and the skills from one lends to another and so on. Right. It's like, you know, I I was thinking of the show earlier today, and I kept hearing the song, Everything Old is New Again. And I'm like, really? Because, you know, we're now with the holistic healing alternative healing and everything, we're bringing back things that people used to do hundreds of years ago. Uh, you know, the, the um, I'm even afraid to mention this word, but the witches and the, the healers and the seers, you know, they were all trained basically shaman, and they used alternative methods of healing, spiritual healing, oils, herbs, all kinds of things, and they worked. But somewhere along the line, everybody started following, you know, the doctors, the medical, and and went that route and forgot the old ways. And now they're coming back again. Yes. It's really wild. Yes. And uh, it's interesting to see also in in the medical profession a lot of the doctors going back to these things. We, um, when we had our meeting this week at um, Montefiore Einstein Cancer Center, um, Raven, John, and myself with three of the doctors, um, Dr. Feldman noted that in the morning meeting with these doctors, the doctor leading the meeting opened the meeting with a meditation. And Dr. Feldman oh, that's said, wonderful. That is so great to hear. Yeah. And Dr. Feldman said in that moment he knew he was in the right place. Yeah. So it, it be, it's starting to be, go full circle. It's all coming back and it's being 
being used in all these settings where it became kind of taboo, as you're saying. So slowly the word is getting out there. And people are adopting this into their own life, looking for a better way, and then bringing it into their practices. So hopefully we're seeing it coming back even into the medical profession, which is really cool. Yeah, it's really good. Um, uh, There's nothing better to me because I grew up as a child basically saturated in doctors because my mom was always sick, and I got dragged around to all the doctors. (laughs) So, um, and it's like they were very kind of not embracing of anything new, My father was, like, really way ahead of his time. He was into, you know, natural eating, raw, uh, carob, and and B12 shots, and wheatgrass, and all that stuff. But this was, like, in the mid to late 60s, and they thought he was out of his mind. (laughs) Now all of that stuff is is coming back, or or it's being embraced, and um, it's like... Wow, he really was on to something there. But back then they weren't embracing these things. And uh, it was so good to meet a doctor who is open-minded and not all about the ego, the God ego, whatever a lot of doctors happen to have. And I knew that when I met Dr. Feldman at the 2012 New York City Reiki conference because whenever a doctor would actually stop and, and, you know, let me say a few words to him, which most, as I was growing up with my mom and and taking care of her and her stuff, most were not. I'm always impressed by a doctor that will take a minute and talk to, you know, the average everyday person. And that's what Dr. Feldman did with me when I I greeted him at the uh, conference. The wonderful man and the fact that he loves Reiki, embraces it, and says he actually feels it in the operating room. I mean, this is this is great strides for for Reiki and the energy medicine and everything. I think it's yeah. wonderful. And we're going to have I don't know if I could pull this off. We have to see if we can tether Raven to like you know stay still and stay in one country. I'd love to have you and Raven on one time uh, this fall to discuss the medical Reiki because that is that's happening too. <laughs> that would be wonderful. So I'd like. To- and out because I myself, I'm, I'm also a certified uh, medical Reiki master and uh, can't do enough to push this out there and make people aware of it. That would be wonderful. So you'll be back, Lisa. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although for tonight we're going to be talking about essential oils, people. And um, Lisa, why don't you give us like a little history of essential oils or however you want to intro this and, and Get this plane off the ground. Okay. Well, essential oils, as, as you have introduced, like a, like a lot of the things in holistic medicine, has been around for centuries. And we ourselves are evolving with it and using the oils, but as we know, all these natural remedies have been around for centuries. We're introducing them to people that are not aware and trying to get them more mainstream. But the best way, I think, steering away from biology and huge definitions, the best way I always think of the essential oils 
is just thinking of our sense of smell. And it is connected with our limbic system. And what does that mean? It's the part of the brain responsible for memory, breathing, blood circulation, regulation of hormones, and a whole host of other things. So you can think about how central this is to all our body's functions and health and such. Our sense of smell is all connected to that. And if you just think about how sometimes you can just get a whiff of a smell and it brings you back to something from childhood or brings you to the beach or to a certain memory just by that little aroma passing by your nose and what it instills, you can think of that as some of the power of these essential oils, basically. And a lot of times people will say, okay, so I understand that and it'll make me feel good, but how does that help with health? But there are, it is it is connection to the immune system, to inflammation, and we'll go through some of that, but also just thinking about whatever quiets the mind, whatever fills the body, whatever brings peace, invokes healing. We know that from the other healing modalities that we spoke about briefly before, that we try to put the body at ease, bring it to calm, and then healing can take place. And the same thing happens with, with the essential oil. Basically, that feeling it invokes, besides getting into all the other healing properties, just basically just I like to let people think about what, what a different smell invokes or the picture it does or how your whole body changes and your body language and your posture changes when you, when you get a certain scent or a whiff of an aroma is some of the essence of this. We're talking about getting to really what I call the heart of the plants, whether depending on whatever process the oils are extracted, it could be distillation, expression, extraction, however that, that's done, we're really getting the natural oils from these plants and all their therapeutic properties, working on a mind, body, spiritual, emotional level to invoke healing, peace, and balance in the body. And that's the way I really start out always introducing the oils to think about what what they what they are, what they do. And a lot of people will ask, you know, what what kind of oils do you recommend? What there's a lot of companies out there and we are starting to see more and more. As we said, mainstream, we see oils being sold in CDS, we see oils in Walmart, we see oils all over the place and people are not sure what to do. I Try not to push on people what, what I do. I'm a distributor for Young Living Oils, but Young Living was introduced to me. It doesn't necessarily mean there are other, other companies that are good, and I think it's important for everybody to find their, find their own. I, my main recommendation is that people always work with therapeutic-grade oils. So these are natural, these are pure oils. They can be ingested. And a lot of times people will say, well, if I'm only putting it on my skin, what's the difference? If I'm not putting it in my mouth, what's the difference? I always tell people, if you think about your skin as being an organ, think about how you put cream on your arms and it disappears, it absorbs into your skin. So anything that I feel I'm putting on my body as well as ingesting in my body, I, when I'm working with the oils, I like to work with therapeutic-grade oils. And what you will see a lot it's funny of because years ago when my, my ex-husband and I, we were studying shamanism 
uh, with this man, and he had told my husband to get some oils, and he told him to put them on. Only problem was he didn't tell him to get therapeutic grade. He didn't tell him that two of the oils he might want to cut with, like, almond oil or jojoba oil. So my husband put the oils on straight and in very delicate areas of his body that he said it started to burn through his skin. I didn't know what to do to help him. I'm like, oh, my God. So, um, yeah, people have to be very careful with the kinds of oils they use, and if it needs to be cut, they need to be aware of that, right? Because the therapeutic-grade oils, if you're thinking about it, is you are just getting the pure oil. So it is going to be very strong. A drop is going to go a much longer way, and you do need to be careful, and you generally need to cut it with what we call a carrier oil. And those are, like you said, they can be different kinds of coconut oils. It can can be vegetable oil. But for, for my purposes, I like to know what the oil is being cut with. Some of the brands out there, the oils may be a little cheaper because in the bottle it's several drops of the oil and then the carrier oil. If I'm going to work with an oil, I would rather have the natural oil and then I will mix it with whatever so I know what it's being mixed with. So I always tell people, read that label, see if you're getting a natural oil, and if they're cutting it with anything else, see what it is. And when you're looking at something and steering away from a brand because it's more expensive than something else, read your labels. Is it more expensive because that five milliliter bottle is pure oil and the other one is oil and carrier oil? And then if you measure it out, you're probably going to come close in range in the price Anyway, so those are just things to think about. But I, when I'm using the oils in any amount other than a drop or two, I always cut them with a carrier oil because you never know the sensitivity of the skin or where you're putting it. And we make sure to, to know that, that we're using a carrier oil. We are not using water because, you, you know, like oil and water, they separate. It is, it's, you can't mix them with water to apply them to your skin, they need to be mixed with a carrier oil. And the other thing I tell people is that the bottles should be, like the Young Living bottles are an amber color or or other bottles are a different color, but to protect the oil. It's for its shelf life, it's for its exposure to sun and other elements. Usually the darker bottles are preferred to preserving the oil, so that's another thing to look about, look at. But I always tell people just to read the labels and know what you're buying. Make sure that you see therapeutic oil, so you don't have to make a wrong decision when you're using the oil. You may buy it for one purpose, and then someone tells you about another thing you can use it for, and you move on to use it for that. When you're working with therapeutic-grade oils, you're safer. And always read the labels or do your research and see what oils can be used at different times. There's certain oils that, that are not recommended during pregnancy. There's certain oils not recommended for children. So always know that while they are, you know, therapeutic grade, while they are natural, while they are good for you, you always have to read and make sure of what you're using and when's the appropriate time to use it. But um, I think that also when, when in doubt, when applying it, to the body and people are not, I always say to stay away from your face 
from your eyes, obviously, because the oils are very strong, like something like peppermint oil. Can, can, it doesn't even have to get in your eyes. Around your eyes can be irritating. So I would say when in doubt and you want to get that, you want to get it into your body, but you want to do it in a less invasive way, I usually go through the feet. A nice stroke on the foot or rubbing gently on the sole of the feet. Because remember, the, the quickest way to ingest anything in, in your body is through your feet and through a point on your ear. If you don't want to go near your ears for fear that it gets inside your ears, the feet are always safest. And also just rubbing gently a nice oil on your feet at night is a nice way to send someone off to sleep. It's a very effective way to calm the body, to bring the energy down, and, and send someone off to sleep very nicely. That, that's a great little um, trick to use with the oils as well. Um, nice. Yeah, that's a really that's a, that's we use that a lot also with children with children with anxiety having difficulty sleeping and as adults as well just rubbing the oil gently on the bottom of the feet is really nice. Also, if you if you add a little oil to your favorite lotion or cream, a couple of drops to get a nice smell and also its therapeutic value helps a lot too. So it's just thinking about different ways to do it. A lot of times people will ask also, like, what oil should I buy? And a lot of times when you start out, especially if you're if you go to a party where obviously you're learning about oils and you can buy the starter kits and so on. And I definitely recommend doing whatever is best for anyone. And the starter kits are great. But also a lot of people shy away from it because things start to get expensive. And they start to feel like I have to buy this oil for this and this oil for that and that oil for that. And before you know it, they spent a couple of hundred dollars. And then maybe the oil that they prefer runs out, but I've spent all this money, so I don't want to buy anything else. It gets really overwhelming. So I always tell people to start out simple, to think, to work with the basic oils and find out all the uses of those oils and things that you can do interchangeably to get the most out of them. And then by all means, you can extend your collection and go further, but sometimes it goes gets really overwhelming and then people stop using it all together. And I would hate to see people not get the value of it. So usually when people ask me, I tell them, you know, basic oils that I, I suggest are lemon oil, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard about squeezing a little lemon into your water in the morning to flush out your kidneys. Well, you can do that with a couple of drops of lemon oil. And then you can have it with you if you, if you take the, your bottle and put it in your pocketbook or put it in a smaller bottle. You don't have to have fresh lemon with you. You can use the lemon oil, and a couple of drops go a long way. And lemon oil can be used for a lot of things. Diffusing it, any kind of citrus oil, when you diffuse it, it's a nice, uplifting smell. I diffuse it a lot for my Reiki classes. All the citrus oils are wonderful in that way. Peppermint is another one that I highly recommend. Peppermint is nice and uplifting. You can put a little drop in the back of your neck. It's really nice. I have peppermint oil on my dresser, and every morning as a ritual when I get ready and I'm putting on my jewelry, get ready to go to work, I take peppermint oil, 
and I put a little drop right up the underneath my nose, right on the, like the top part, the skin on the top of my lip, so that I'm smelling it going right up my nose gently, just a drop. And then I usually put a drop on my wrist. And the reason why I do, I tell people, is because I'm Italian, I talk with my hands. So all day long when I'm talking with my hands and my hands <laughs> half my face, I get a nice uplifting whiff of peppermint oil. <laughs> and it's, you know, if it's, if it's a bad day or a rough day and, you know, you're, you're, you feel yourself kind of losing it and your hand goes by your face and you smell that peppermint oil, it's like everything just calms down and kind of puts you back into the right frame of mind. But I, peppermint oil is also really good for headaches if you massage it gently on your temples. But again, you have to make sure you stay away from your eyes. So even just putting it on the back of your neck helps. A, a drop of peppermint on your tongue is really, really good for feeling satiated. It's really good for controlling hunger. It's really good for nausea. And for the ladies out there, also experiencing hot flashes, peppermint is really good for that. And a drop of peppermint on the inside of your ankle, just dabbing it there, will bring your energy down and your body temperature down, and you'll see that that hot flash will dissipate quickly. So that's a, that's um, another one that I always recommend. And lavender. It was just lavender. nice when I needed it. <laughs> oh, you see? I know. I, know. I have and a girlfriend who needs to know this. I got to tell her she's suffering yeah. so much with the hot flashes. Yeah. Pep- she's at her wit's end, but yeah, I recommend I'm going to tell her to do that. You should, because I recommend the peppermint to a lot of people for that, and it's very effective. And lavender, lavender is a great calming oil, great to use. Some drops of lavender in water to make a spray is wonderful. Spraying even just lavender on your linens in your linen closet or spraying, spraying some lavender and water over your sheets and pillows before you get in bed at night is really calming. It really helps to induce sleep. It really helps to induce a comfortable sleep. And it's, it's a nice smell. I, try, I always tell people to start out with less. A, you know, a few drops in the water, smell it. Spray it, make sure you're comfortable with the amount. You could always add more, but don't overpower it. And sometimes we spray in the air and we school that's that's light, I'll add more. But when it settles on a fabric or something, in the smell might be stronger. So I always tell people to test it. You can always add more and keep it light because it's gonna be around the person, it's gonna be around their face for a long period of time. Just keep it light. And also, just back to the um, peppermint oil, people will see, and you'll see online, all these different mixes of oils that you can put together for, for bugs and ticks, and they're effective, and I think it's great. And if you have the oils or can get them and do it, that's great. But some peppermint oil in water will keep, the, will keep those mosquitoes away, is effective in keeping the ticks away. I don't know if you've seen there's been articles and stuff about it posted on Facebook. Even just some peppermint oil, again, in a spray bottle with water and spraying it over someone before they're going out into the woods. You have your outdoors in. This is summertime, you know, boating, golfing outside, just some of that peppermint oil sprayed all around someone and on their gear will help a lot to um, to detract the bugs 
and ticks and so on, so that's something else to think about. And um, I did a a year or so ago, and it was the mosquitoes because they eat me alive. I can't. I just, they love me. So I made this spray out of, I know there was citronella in there. Let's see. Uh, Citronella, what's the other one? Um, Oh, God. Forgot the name of it. Lemongrass, I think, and oh, yes. eucalyptus. Yes. Worked like a charm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I, I cut it with a little jojoba oil so it wasn't, you know, straight, but oh, it worked beautifully. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. And I'm also reading a lot that peppermint oil is good to keep spiders at bay. Yes. Yes. Very much. Yeah, because so. I have a spider problem. They, they start to come out and it's like, Oh, I don't want to kill you. I just want you out of my house. So <laughs> uh, I think I'm just going to do the peppermint uh, oil this year. Yeah, yeah, that that works well. And even with citronella, a lot of people don't like the smell of the citronella candles, but you also can get the citronella oil. I I have it, and last summer, sitting outside in the backyard at night, it was with the mosquitoes were unbearable, and I really took the oil and just kind of sprayed around in a in a circle around us where we were sitting. Yep. Satisfied. It was like we were in a tent, protected. The mosquitoes didn't bother us. We were comfortable. I've even done it where I just do a couple of drops on the on the patio, like in a circle around where we sit, and it works. It's amazing. And you don't tend to have that strong smell of the citronella continually while you're sitting there because some people just don't, you know, don't like the smell. Yeah, it has thing. a kind of odd smell. I mean, it's not unbearable or nasty, but you definitely know you're smelling citronella. Yeah. Yeah. And even to, but, like, uh, go back to trying to figure out using some basic oils for stuff. There's an oil that Young Living has that's called Digees, and it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's for the digestion, for anything going on in your digestion. And um, you, can, you can ingest it in caplets or mixed with, an, with a carrier oil, or you can simply put it on your skin, on your stomach. And my husband a few weeks ago was having some stomach issues and pain, so I took a washcloth, you know, wet it, then put some drops of the oil on it, and wanted him to lay it on his stomach, and he didn't do it. He didn't keep it there. He said the smell of it was really bothering him. And then thinking about it, I said, you know what? Peppermint oil calms your stomach. It relieves nausea. So I got a washcloth, wet it, put some drops of the peppermint oil on it, rang it out, and asked him to put that on his stomach. And the smell was more pleasing, and he did it, and it worked. So that's why I say a lot of times we can get really crazy with doing this stuff, and if we go back to some of the very basic oils, we can get a lot of the benefits, you know, from them. And sometimes the things are interchangeable. Like bergamot is one of my favorite oils, and People suggest it a lot for people that are grieving. And when you go a little further and think about what the oil is doing, it's a balance. It's restoring balance. It's helping a person towards a dip, through a difficult time. So it also is a nice oil to diffuse when you just want a nice, light, calming atmosphere. 
or you want to bring someone's energy down that is really high strung or having a difficult time or when you want to lift somebody out of grief. So if you really uh, get in there and do some research, you can use a lot of the oils interchangeably and then save yourself the money to buy the oils that you want to venture out with. Like I always like to have something that has sacredness, the spiritualness. I use white, I use white angelica or angelica oil or something. So I like to, those are my oils that I do that are a little different from the basic oils because those are just, that's what I do when I'm getting myself ready to do a healing. I put a little bit of white angelica on my oil, on my hands. I put it on what we call our, you know, our angel wings on the back to do healing work on your shoulder, on your shoulder blades. And I use it that way. So it's really for people to kind of do a little research Start out basic and then go further, but you can use the oils for so many things. And just a little little tip is summertime, and we all like to have some drinks and some cocktails and all. A little orange oil in a drink really helps to prevent hangovers. It was told to me. Wow, I never knew that. Oh, yeah, it works. And when I had um, told it to a couple of my son's friends years ago, they, they all swear by the orange oil now. So just so you know, it, it does work. Yeah, and in a nice summer cocktail, vodka, cranberry, and a little orange oil, it, it's a really nice taste, but it really, it really does work. So just a little thing to let you know. And using the oils in cooking is wonderful as well. And like I have said, a friend who uses them in his baking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's always talking yeah. about these baked goods that he makes with like orange oil, lavender oil, whatever. And I'm like, oh, recipe, please. <laughs> yes, and they and they taste they taste amazing. And also using the oils, a lot of times we know when we buy stuff in the store, we're trying to buy, you know, organic products to cook with, and then there's all these different grades, and we're wondering, we're worried about preservatives and we're worried about things that they're sprayed with. So if you're using the oil and you know it's therapeutic grade, you know what you're using. So you get that benefit and also with the oils a little bit goes a long way. So you will you will have that oil to use for quite some time. Diffusing them is a great is great. And I but I always tell people to be careful of the smell because what smells good to us may be overpowering to someone else, so I always go white. When I diffuse in my healing space, I diffuse probably half of what what is recommended to do because I just like the light scent. I want someone to come into the healing space and feel their body calm, but I don't want them to be overpowered by the smell because what smells good in the first five minutes gets overpowering when a person's behind closed doors for an hour session. So I always just recommend people to start out light so you... You smell that smell. It's pleasing to the smell, but it's not overpowering. Similar to, you know, to cautioning people about use of perfume, it's the same thing. And a lot of people on that note, to go a more natural way, use the oils in place of perfumes. Like Neroli is very popular, Jasmine. They're all very popular to be used as perfumes rather than buying perfumes that have all different ingredients in them that we that we are not comfortable with. And a lot of people will also 
steering away from the aluminum and deodorants and going natural to deodorants and all, then makes a little bit of a scent, a lavender scent or something, to give themselves a scented deodorant, but do it in a natural way. So that's another thing, too. And also making your own scrubs, getting some finely graded sea salt and then adding some oil and uh, some carrier oil and some of the essential oils, you can make a nice natural scrub, and then you control what's going into it rather than store-bought with a lot of other ingredients in there that you, when you read the label, you can't pronounce. So that's another thing to do. And we touched upon also is nice, warm compresses with the oils can help a lot. And when, when someone's congested, the like you said, a eucalyptus oil or a mint on a, on, a, on a washcloth, wet it, form a nice compress on the body, can help to really open up when someone's congested. And using the oils, we talked, um, Rose, you and I, about using them in healing. I use them a lot when I do crystal healing. Or even in some of my Reiki sessions, I usually put a light like shea butter or an unscented lotion on my hands so my hands are soft and I apply a couple of drops of of an oil, whatever I choose, whatever I think is going to be work, work with that session, like a peace and calming or a bergamot or whatever, or lavender, whatever I think is going to work for that client is going to be best for them. I'll put it on my oil, my hands, rub it. Usually what I do is that at the beginning of the session, I go and wash my hands gently so if the smell is too strong, I'm taking some of it off, but I have that residual smell on my hands, and then I come into the room and begin my session. So I have a light smell, and I times at the beginning of the session, I'll lightly wave my hand over the person's face so they're getting a little bit of the smell, and it just helps them to calm, start to slip away. And in my crystal healing, I do it also. I will put that oil the same way I just said on my hand, and then hold the crystal and rub gently so the crystal gets the fragrance of the oil. And then when I place my crystal on my client, as they're breathing in, they're getting a light air of that oil instead of anything overwhelming. It's just a light little air of that oil on the crystal. It's also nice to do that when you give someone crystal as a gift. Yeah. I have a lavender, like it's a, it's a hand cream, but it's got a scent of lavender in it. So a lot of times before I do a Reiki session, I'll put the hand cream on my hands so there's a light smell of lavender. And as I'm putting my hands over the person, you know, in the head area, they're getting that light waft of lavender, which helps. Good. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, I have a caller on the line. Sure. Okay. Joseph, are you with us? Yes, I am, Rose. Good evening, ladies. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I have a question and a comment. Please, uh, right? Excuse me? I, I said your you question right. for Lisa, right? Yes, I do, for Lisa, yes. Okay. Yes, Lisa. All right. I was always partial to sandalwood oil. When I used it for many, many years, I've used it. It always seems to raise a spiritual vibration or when I'm doing a psychic reading or something of that nature. I just find, or sandalwood incense, it, it seems to raise the vibration. Can you comment on sandalwood, would you please? Sure. That's funny that you said that because I, I have that on my little tickler to talk about frankincense, sandalwood. I love sandalwood. 
and I find it also, as you say, to be a high vibrational oil, and I use it when I'm meditating. I use it also with with clients that I feel have, have to raise their spiritual level or need to clear their mind, open up their third eye, open up their, their thinking, and bring themselves to another spiritual awakening or, or I would say awareness. And I've also always been told that that sandalwood, frankincense, they are very good for opening your intuition, for opening you up in that way. So I think that that, that sandalwood definitely is a good choice. And also on another note, sandalwood, frankincense, those are also um, high tumor inhibitors. I used to volunteer in a women's wellness center for women with breast cancer, and the women would take frankincense or sandalwood, mix it with a carrier oil, and rub it on their, their breast or whatever area they were having issues with or, or had experienced something with. The sandalwood and frankincense are, are really too yeah. good for, as tumor inhibitors. They're also, as you're saying, high vibrational oils. Yeah, so I amazing. think that that's a really good choice. I didn't know about the tumors, but that's really amazing. But I know those two scents I always very partial to frankincense. Yes. Uh, incense and sandalwood. I mixed up myself. Mirror frankincense, sandalwood. My mother used to burn cones of incense, and I knew that I loved that smell, whatever that was. And, uh, you know, this is when I was a young child. And I asked her one day, what is that? And she said, sandalwood. And, oh, yeah. wonderful, delicious. And then when I started getting older and I, I started buying my own sandalwood incense, then I got into the sandalwood oil and... um I had a facial today, and the uh, the woman who did it, she says, what's your regimen for your skin like? What do you use? And I said, actually, I use frankincense soap. And she's like, what? I said, that's all I use on my face, frankincense soap. My girlfriend down in Florida, she makes these wonderful, beautiful soaps. So I usually get from her the frankincense soap and oatmeal and... Um, something else, maybe like a clary sage with something else. Yeah. That's perfect. Frankincense really good. Frankincense is wonderful for the complexion. It's used in a lot of anti-aging creams. And if you have, a, you know, a natural cream that you use on your own, you can add a couple of drops of frankincense oil to it. But it is one of the... You know what, um, that's funny you should say that because I bought a cream. It was shea butter, cocoa butter, and some other butter. And something, I don't know, I guess a guide of mine, something said to me, put a couple of drops of frankincense oil on top of that, mix it in, and use that. And uh, I do that every once in a while. That's wonderful. That's great. I love it. Sounds good to me. Does that work for you, Joseph? Yes, it does. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking my call. I enjoyed the show immensely. And I will continue to listen. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. I'll talk to you Thanks later. Thanks for calling in. You know, there's one oil I can't stand. I don't know why. Maybe you have some insight on this, Lisa. But when I smell, I used to go for massage in this place, and she'd say, all right, let me get this started, and I'll fix you right up. This will be great. And she'd start the diffuser. And after a couple of minutes, my stomach would start to turn. And I'm like, what you putting there? And she's like, jasmine oil. And I'm like, oh, God, don't ever do that to me again. 
it makes me nauseous. I I just it doesn't make me feel well, and I don't know yeah. why. Jasmine is a very distinct smell, and I'm yeah. sure that a lot of you is on, so I don't want to offend anybody. A lot of women will use the jasmine oil as perfume, like I said, because then you're using a natural product instead. Uh, and I bought jasmine. It's one of um, the oils that I've had for a long time because I could not wear it that way. It's, it's a very distinct smell. I can't, I, I diffused it, but very low key, but I find that when I even use it in, in any of those capacities, I mix it with another oil. So it doesn't, it just doesn't resonate with me either on its own. I thought it would very differently because I like the whole idea of it, you know, being your perfume and whatnot, but I, I, it's just not something I know a lot of people that love it, but it is not an oil that resonates with me either. So I, I think oh, jasmine. Yeah, I thought I, I thought it was weird because I know a lot of people love the smell of jasmine and they like the jasmine yeah. oil on it. Me, I just I, oh no, thank you, thank you, but no, thank you. Yeah, it's just it's when I was in New Orleans, I got a perfume that was magnolia, and the scent of magnolia is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But it can be a little overpowering. I, I will also give um, give you guys, since I know we have a lot of healers, um, psychics, all listening in. One of the things that if um, if you read in in Raven's book, one of the oils that um, Ravens use is geranium, and geranium is one of the properties that they tell you is it's it's a it's a mind clearing oil. So in that vein, Raven used a lot. She talked about it in, in her book when she was doing the work on um, 9-11 as, as an oil to just breathe in that oil afterwards to let go of some of the experiences to release them. And, and that's use, just geranium. That's not rose geranium, right? No, just geranium, yeah. But it, okay. it is, and geranium also has a very strong, very distinct smell. But when used that way, I do find that it is kind of a release and calming. After going into the OR for someone, um, channeling Reiki, and it's a long day, and you see things that, you know, you need to let go of in oil, I do find that, that smelling some of that really does really just kind of dissipate the memory, just calm and clear your mind, and I think... It's a good oil to um, to explore, especially for people doing healing work, psychic work, to just kind of let things go after an experience. We all put we put everything we have into these things, but sometimes we just have to kind of let go afterwards, and that's um, that's a, that's a good oil to help to do that, to clear the mind, to kind of dissipate a memory, and help us to let go. Yeah, and I love patchouli oil. A good, pure patchouli oil is delicious to me. That's, yeah, that's another one that is amazing. And like we said before, even just diffusing frankincense, it's, you know, you lightly diffuse, it kind of always brings people to that kind of spiritual place or a place of connection and calms them. And even if people don't 
particularly like the smell. They wouldn't pick it themselves. I find when I'm diffusing it or they come for to do healing, it's it's a nice calming scent and they and they embrace it. It kind of brings them. I think you when you when you smell frankincense um, being diffused, you kind of just don't think anything bad is going to happen. Is the best way I can I can describe that, and people seem to be very comfortable with that as well. Well, if you grew up in a heavily you know in a heavy Catholic atmosphere, you love it because it always makes you think back to church, and you <laughs> yeah. feel very safe and protected. <laughs> That's true. And even taking whatever oil is your favorite oil or keeps you calm and relaxed, even putting on a, like a piece of cotton, a few pieces of cotton, and just, you know, gently placing it, you know, near the vents of your car so when your air conditioning is blowing, you're getting a little bit of that scent is wonderful. That's just a, a quick and easy way to do it. But they also now have those diffusers that plug into the lighter or the adapter of your car, and release the scent, and you can you can have nice nice um, aromatherapy in your car if you like that as well. So it's basically more and more, like we said, becoming mainstream and be able to have this with you. There's jewelry. I'm sure you've seen. There's there's bracelets now that you can just pour the oil on, and the beads absorb them and emanate the smell of the oil. There's those necklaces that have the little felt. Um, little felt patch inside that you put your couple of drops of your favorite oil on and you have it around your neck. So as you're breathing in, you get a nice light scent of the oil, you know, all the time while you're wearing the jewelry. So there's several different ways to to keep the oil with you. I like, I like a lot doing the sprays because you get to have a nice light scent of it without it being overpowering, especially if you're working with the therapeutic grade oils. I like the scent, the scent, the sprays a lot. And even sometimes when I'm doing healings at the beginning, I'll take that spray and just gently spray it over, you know, letting it just mist down very gently on the client and they seem to love it. You get a sight, little, just a little smell of that oil and that mist and it kind of just, helps the person in their relaxation, and so I use it a lot like that. And then if you go a little deeper with it, if people are open to it, and you're working with the oils generally, sometimes I'll put a little dab of oil on someone's third eye, someone that needs a little third eye opening, I use blue lotus for it, or a drop of frankincense just on my fingers, so I'm never dropping directly on someone, and then I just rub it in a circular motion on there. Do that as well. Okay, well, I think it's You're 8 o'clock. Thank you home. so much, Lisa, for the Rose and Winterbrook on the Sacred Network and on blogtalkradio.com. Um, like I said, and I hope we'll always. have you back. Maybe you and Raven. And uh, that'll be great. Yeah. And uh, again, thank you so much. It was great having you on. And have thank a great you. evening and a lovely weekend. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night, everybody. Have You're a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. With Rose and